This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Hello, you're listening to Beyond the Ballot Box with me, Dashan Johan. In February 1963, the Singapore government, under the leadership of Lee Kuan Yew, launched a covert operation which led to the arrest of 113 left-wing political players and activists, all of whom were detained without trial. This operation was called Operation Cold Storm. One of the victims of the operation was Dr. Po Su Kai, who was one of the founding members of PAP and later Barisan Socialists. Under the Internal Security Act (ISA), Dr. Po was placed behind bars for more than 20 years. Dr. Po joins me on the show today to discuss Operation Cold Storm and how it shaped Singapore. Welcome to the show, Dr. Po. Thank you. I think to understand Operation Cold Storm, we need to have a general understanding of politics in Singapore in the post-World War II era. Talk to me a little bit about the post-war conditions, especially for the working class. You see. After the war, the British imperialist power was defeated by the Japanese, and then they came back. In that in that period, the liberation movement in Southeast Asia, from India to Indonesia to into China, was strengthened, and Burma was strengthened. In Singapore, the anti-colonial feeling was there, because they had fought the Japanese, and they had seen what the Japanese is like. But economically, it was very poor, very bad. Right. People were dying, dying of very very. People were dying of tuberculosis, shortage of housing. You get workers renting a bed for the day and somebody for the night, the same bed. The wages were low, and unemployment was very high. Right. You know, when I started my clinic, quite late. After my graduation in the late fifties, I asked for a nurse. Applied, advertised for a nurse. I had nearly four hundred applicants. Four hundred? Can you believe it? Just a clinic nurse. The unemployment is very high. So in that period, the Cold War came in, and then there was this uh, American movement with NATO, with CENTO. And then with Seattle, and we were we were not interested. Neither were India, neither were Indonesia, neither was China interested in in this fight. We just want to have peace and to develop. Okay, and therefore, India was against Seattle. So was Indonesia. So were all of us. That was why we in the Socialist Club. Myself and Raj Kumar, Dr. Raj Kumar, wrote aggression in Asia. Basis for aggression in Asia is anti-Seattle. Although we were charged for sedition, we said nothing about the Queen, but we were against Seattle. We were for peace. We were reflecting the feelings of the region. We want peace. We want we want development and we want prosperity. We are not interested in fighting. Not interested in military, Seattle, and all that. No, the government introduced national service, but the students were older than today because of the Japanese war, so they didn't go to school. So the Chinese school students were greatly affected. They were age, over age, and they would be called for national service. 
but they dare not ask for cancellation of national service. They only ask for postponement. And for that, they were beaten up by the police, and that caused the Chinese population in Singapore to turn against the government. Yeah, they were beaten up when they presented a petition to the governor to say we want a postponement, not cancellation, postponement. And yet the police just beat them up. And uh, we wrote about that in, uh, in Fajr. <laughs> we said, how can you call it national service when you are in a position to choose your friends or your foes? You see, in Singapore, the leftist movement was strong. And of course, they, the British don't like it. So PAP, um, the People's Action Party, was founded by centrists such as Lee Kuan Yew and leftists like the University Socialist Club after the Faja trial of the 1950s, in which University Socialist Club members were arrested for sedition for articles on Faja, which is a campus magazine. During the trial, Lee Kuan Yew was one of the young lawyers defending those charged with sedition. During the trial, and this is very interesting because Lee Kuan Yew gained a lot of his popularity back in the day for fighting for freedom of speech. So, Dr. Po, what led to the fallout and friction within the PAP? You see, so Kuan Yew built himself up on the uh, Faja case. And with that, he started the PAP and we all supported him because the aim of the PAP then was anti-colonial and removal of the Internal Security Act, or PPSO at that time. Right. Yeah? And, and that was the, the aim of the PAP. We supported him. But later, he turned. He did not release detainees. Although he released Jin Xiong and the others, the leaders, he did not release all the detainees. And so we turned against him. We said, you, you, must, you must release all your detainees. And that is why... He also quarreled with Oing Guan, that's intra-party struggle. And Oing Guan took up this issue of internal security, took up this issue of release of detainees in the Hong Lim by election, and the PAP was defeated. Before Hong Lim, there was not much of a division. The left wing, the unions were all supportive of PAP. Oing Guan, when he stood for election against Kuan Yu in the Central Committee, and he got equal amount of votes, but Totin uh, Chai cast, cast his uh, chairman's vote for Kuan Yu. So Kuan Yu became the chairman. Otherwise, Ong Wan would have been the chairman. It was a it was an intra-party fight. But as far as the workers are concerned, we are supportive of, of both. If they take on better better working working conditions, and we had better working conditions when the PEP came in, the unions were able to negotiate. You know, we were able to negotiate and uh, we were getting we were getting uh, great support from the unions. So divisions were deepening between Lee Kuan Yew and the socialist faction of the PAP. You say that Lee Kuan Yew wanted to grab power for himself, but ultimately what made you leave PAP to form Barisan Socialists? That is because Kuan Yew did not carry out its uh, program. Kuan Yew did not carry out its program Kuan Yu bluffed. For instance, uh, we take the issue of Pamata. Jin Xiong at the PAP rally in Bukitima said 
do not harm us. Uh, don't beat up the police. The police are our friends. But in the legislative assembly, Chu Sui Ki said, Jin Xiong said, Pa Ma Da, and therefore we should arrest Jin Xiong. Kuan Yu was at the rally. He heard simple Hokkien and he understood. He was on top of the stage, on top of the lorry, and he did not say anything. He did not object. He did not tell Chu Sui Ki, you are a liar. He connived with Lim Biu Hock to arrest the left-wing unions. He wanted to build himself up and he connived with Lim Biu Hock to arrest them because they were a threat to him. And Lim Biu Hock thought that he can form a coalition with Lee Kuan Yew. But Lee Kuan Yew played him out also by not having a coalition, but just you don't contest my constituency, I don't contest your constituency. You know, and if you read the archives, this was pointed out to Lim Biu Hock by Governor Black. The British noticed all that. Lee Kuan Yew was already hand in glove with the British when he was in London. The British picked him up and invited him to spend a weekend with a commissioner of police in London. On the show with me today is Dr. Paul Su Kai, one of the founding members of the People's Action Party, PAP, and Barisan Socialists. After the break, we continue our discussion on Operation Cold Store 1963. Keep it here on Beyond the Ballot Box, BFM 89.9. Because Freedom Matters, BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Beyond the Ballot Box. I'm Dr. Johan and on the show with me today is Dr. Paul Sukai, who's one of the founding members of the People's Action Party and Barisan Socialists. And we're talking about Operation Cold Star 1963. It's a cruel covert operation in which 113 people were detained without trial by Lee Kuan Yew. So, Dr. Po, now that we've got some background on the friction within PAP, what exactly is Operation Cold Stop? The British, after the war, wanted to keep Singapore as a military base. And therefore, despite the People's Constitution by MDU and Putera AMCJA, who wanted the, you know, the period they wanted to put Singapore into Malaya together with Penang and, and Malacca. The British just ignored it. And because of that, there was a one-day hatal. Right. Hatal is an Indian word borrowed by Tan Cheng Lok, who was in India during that war, and he saw the Indian struggle for independence. So he used the word hatal. So we had one-day hatal, right. and it was very successful. But the British wanted the military base in Singapore for two main reasons. The first reason is they want to show China that they have the atomic bomb. So from Tanga Airfield, around 1960, 1961, 62, they were flying bombers loaded with atomic bomb towards China and then back. At the same time, according to the one of the British diplomats, and it's in the archives, they say they want to put Sukarno's feet to the fire. Unless you have a military base, you can't put Sukarno's feet to the fire. Right. And so they did. 
But when the PAP lost the confidence of the people, when Barisan came in, when they lost when they lost Hong Lim, and they lost Anson to Marshall, and the Barisan was then the strongest political power, according to the British, the strongest political party in town, they had to do something to preserve the base. So I just want to clarify that when you when you say Barisan, you're talking about the Singaporean political party known as Barisan Socialist and not Barisan National. So Selkirk says the base will be useless in a sea of hostile population. That's Selkirk, Lord Selkirk. So the second best for them to do is to have merger with Malaysia so that the base comes under a treaty. But Tunku was a nice fellow. So they, they, they started the process of merger. Right. And we in Singapore, in the Bison, we had always believed in the people's constitution. So we wanted one Malaya, and we were not against merger. We, were, we made it very clear in the assembly. We were not against merger. We want merger, but we want terms, equal terms. Kwan said we were anti-merger, but that's not true. We wanted to come in. We, be, we have always believed we are Malayans. There's a pe- people's constitution. Now, I just want to add some context here. So when you say people's constitution, you're talking about the constitution by the anti-colonial leftist forces 10 years prior to the independence of Malaya. And that constitution was shot down by the British and the Malayan politicians aligned with the British. Um, you can learn more about this by watching Fami Reza's Saplo Tahun Sablo Merdeka on YouTube. Um, sorry, Dr. Poe, you were talking about Operation Coastal. Operation Coastal is decimate the left. The people this, to drain the sea of hostile population, to drain it off so that the base can be safe. And therefore, they had to, to arrest a hundred of us. But to arrest a hundred of us, hundred over, and the biggest program power in Singapore, is not easy. You will expect reaction. People will protest. And so the Kuan Yu said, we must make it a pan-Malayan operation, not, a sing, not PAP addressing its opponents. And so the meeting was, the arrest was scheduled to be held in December 1962. But the Malaysian government agreed to it, but Tunku wasn't there. So they were supposed to arrest Ostaman, Alim Kensiu, and many others, together with us in the Barisan, so that it's a pan-Malayan operation and not a PP versus its opponents. Tunku heard about it and Tunku said, no, no such thing. I don't arrest them. So Operation Cold Store, scheduled for December 1962, was cancelled. And then they decided to arrest in February with Azahari's rebellion in, in Brunei. Zahari had come into power by election but could not get, could not govern the country. So Azari, they were having trouble there, and um, and they had a rebellion there, and uh, we supported Azari as an anti-colonial struggle, but nothing more than that. 
because we support all countries for anti-colonial struggles. Right. But they they took advantage of that one. They took advantage of Azahari. So Kuan Yu asked the General Security Council to uh, arrest us on the 15th of the of the Chinese New Year because that is the day of celebration. So it was fixed on the 16th of the Lunar New Year so that there'll be, people are celebrating and then after that they go to sleep. So there will be no trouble the next morning, early in the morning. Right. Okay? On top of that, when he came back to Singapore at the airport, he denied. He denied that he agreed to the arrest. He says if he has his way, he would prefer a debate. And then to prevent further protests, the Straits Times came out with a fake story that we were supporting, supplying arms to Azahari, to Brunei. And there will be and there will be bloodshed in Singapore if we were not arrested. And that was that was the atmosphere they created. He had to be in power. So the left is the only force that will force him to hmm. get him out of power. So he has he has a, he has tried to, to clear up the left. All the unions and they were cleared up. And he kept on arresting under PPSO right along, right from Operation Cold Store up to Operation Spectrum. There's a series of arrests. 54, 63, 64, 65, up all along. And on top of that, the people who, if, if they, some of them are charged in court and fined heavily. And he, he maintains a very tight control. But despite that, during the election, at least 35% of voters vote against the PAP, despite all his threats. So he's worried. Can you bring me back to the night of the arrest? What happened yeah. on the night of the arrest? On the night of the arrest, for me, I mean, it was a very quiet affair. They came to my house, they arrested me and Lim Chin Siong was staying with me. Mm. And they brought us to Utrem and just locked us up in the cells. I was not assaulted physically, just mental torture. And that was partly because of my family. See, I'm a grandson of Tankaki, and my wife is a granddaughter of Limbung King. And because of that, I think they, they, they were quite nice to me. Nice in the sense that they don't beat me up. I was never assaulted. But I was kept in solitary most of the time, in solitary confinement during my stay. What was that like? <laughs> you stay in solitary confinement, you have to get used to it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and what was your family going through while you were in prison all those years? Economically, it was not, not a strain. I was not too bad. Hmm. The family has money, you know, wife was working, there was no, no problem. But uh, psychologically, or that, you can feel the strain. You know? They feel the strain, you know. But they just cover it up. So once a week, they come and talk to you uh, about 20 minutes or so. That's all. And this, you know that there's a strain, right. but it just can't be helped. They live with it. This went on for 
at first in Vietnam for about 10 years, and then I came out, and then I went in again after two and a half years, and it went on for another seven years. You learn to live, huh? you learn yeah. to live, you have no choice. If I don't run, I go to jail, there will be a reaction against the PAP, among my friends, among my colleagues, hmm. because they know, they say I'm a communist, but they all know I'm not a communist. We are anti-colonial, that's all. So we, re- we are anti-colonial, we remain anti-colonial. Now, in your statement, you wrote, Operation Cold Store was, and I quote, about Lee Kuan Yew, the compliance successor of the British colonialists, needing to keep his position as Prime Minister. What do you mean by this? In those days, Singapore, Malaya, send is rubber to London for, for sale. There's only one market, the London rubber market. So, so London sells our rubber to America, to the world, and receive hard currency, American dollars. At that time, very hard currency, right? And what did they do? They gave us soft British currency, which is devaluing all the time. Right. So we tend to lose. But on top of that, they decided to keep nearly 40% of our earning in London. You can't take it out. That's you seen objected. But Lee Kuan Yew was very happy. And that's the difference. Dan Siu Singh says, I can't keep so much money in the British Reserve. I want to take it back to Malaya. Lee Kuan Yew says, no objection. You can have it. He just follows. He wants to, he wants to be, he wants the British to support him so that he's in power and therefore he works with them. He wants to be a, what we call second Stanford reference. What would you say to people who argue that Lee Kuan Yew did what he needed to do by any means necessary for the betterment of Singapore and the Singaporean masses? Singapore does industrialization, but it is one of those, what they call uh, chain link, chain link effects. You read the value link. So we are part of that link. And the people who make money from that link is not Singapore, but we get employment but not Singapore, but they sell it to America and they make tons of money. That is development. Now in financial, we, we, we try now to be a financial center. And to be a financial center, the big boss comes in, they don't pay taxes. They don't right. pay you taxes, but they employ your people. Okay? Right. Because we, are, we don't tax them. Right. So it becomes a financial center. So how will it affect the local population? Because you are employed in a financial center and you don't have very much other jobs to do. So things go up in price, there's highly inflation because people come and put money there just to be safe, rich men. So your property goes up, your rental goes up, your cost of living goes up. Right. And that is the problem. Before we wrap this conversation up, would you have a final message for us, Dr. Poe, as well as your demands for the Singapore government? Operation Cold Store shapes Singapore by putting the PP in power and it continues to be in power by, in, by arresting people. There were a series of arrests. It's not Operation Cold Store alone. 
Operation cost over 63, 64, there were huge arrests up to, up to Operation Spectrum, a series of arrests. Okay? And that is how you keep yourself in power. Yeah? Mm-hmm. People are afraid. If Operation Coastal didn't happen, well, I think we will be prosperous, but we are not going to get attached to any military uh, arrangements. We want to be independent, we want to be, want to be friends with everybody, and we want peace. I think Singapore should remove, I say, we want freedom of expression. I think Singapore should apologize to the people whom they arrested, from uh, Operation Cold Store to Operation Spectrum, all those whom they have arrested for no reason, except they were anti-PFP, you know, and to pay compensation to many of them because they lost their lost their livelihood, especially their families, you know, especially families who lose their livelihood. Uh, I mean, a few of us, but me, I mean, it doesn't matter that much, but to many people it does. Thank you so much for speaking with me today. Uh, thank you. Thank you. That was Dr. Po Sukai, one of the founding members of the People's Action Party and Barisan Socialists. If you miss any part of our conversation, you can also check us out on podcasts. We're available on the BFM app, bfm.my, or pretty much wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Darshan Johan, and this has been Beyond the Ballot Box, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.